This is Carrie and Michelle, and welcome to Raising Your Consciousness. This is a space to raise our consciousness and reach our full spiritual potential. And that's through spiritual, esoteric, and even magical practices. We're here to bring happiness and meaning back into your life. Let's get started. So today we're going to be talking about manifesting and we're going to be talking about so many different ways that you can manifest. I mean, people are so fascinated with the subject right now. It is the hot topic. I mean, you go on TikTok and it's like every video you run into, they're talking about manifesting. Well, there's a lot of things out there and it's not about if you do a vision board, what it is, it's about putting this energy into something and knowing it's going to come. You can do it through ritual. You can do it through ceremony. You can do it through magic. You can do it through writing. You can do it through belief. You can do it through imagination. You can do it through a lot of different ways. The bottom line is if you have a lower vibration, you know, we talked about vibration before we talked about your consciousness being lowered. It's difficult for it to manifest fast. And the reason for that is because The energy surrounding you is bigger from a negative perspective than the energy of the positive. Think about it. When you're trying to create something great in your life, that's a positive energy. So you have to be in alignment with that positive energy. If you're in alignment with the positive energy and you're creating all this energy around you that's positive like you've been doing. (laughs) So you go and you do a little ritual or you write something or you do a tawa, tatwa. How do you say it? Tatwa. <laughs> I say tatwa, but you know, yeah, tatwa. probably a better way to pronounce it. No, I think it's tatwa. I think you're saying it right. Yeah. Um, anyway, you go and you do that or you write it down on a piece of paper or you sit there and visualize it for a long time and you're thinking about it and you're just like, I'm so grateful I know this is going to happen. It's going to come to you very quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've gotten to where if I'm really focused on something and I just literally like write it down, this is what I want. I mean, it's came to me in an hour, like Mm -hmm. very quickly. Why? Because the energy around me is more positive. So it doesn't have to fight off all this energy. I mean, that's the main key thing to it. Pretty close to being that simple. The biggest thing that most people have to overcome is the belief structure behind it. That's the biggest one I've found is that they have to be able to believe because you can't go and say, I'm going to manifest something and then believe you're not worthy of it. You can't say, I'm going to manifest this and say that it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's the hardest part. I think it is. I do have a question and mm-hmm. I know your husband listens to this, but try mm-hmm. to be, I know he's not studying the same things as you, but what is his overall energy? Like, is he, is he, you think he's neutral? You think he's positive or is he kind of on the negative side? He's very positive. And yeah, and so I think we both feel like we're like lucky. Like we both have a sense that we're very lucky and that good things just kind of happen to us. I think what I struggle with, what we've talked about is that I often feel like I don't deserve those good things to happen to me. Like I'm very lucky. My husband and I are both like, we're just, we just have good luck. Like my husband, especially if there's like some sort of dumb raffle at a party Mm -hmm. or whatever, He'll win the raffle every time. But see, here's the thing. The fact that you believe that is what makes it happen. Mm. Yeah, I do believe that I'm lucky. So if you didn't (laughs) believe you were lucky, then you would never be lucky. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you were going around saying I never win anything, then you would never win. Anything. No, it's like kind of the opposite. Like we've and in two, me too. Like I always end up winning like raffle prizes that I don't want. I'm just like lucky. Like in when it comes to like prizes and weird stuff like that, it's like oh my gosh. Yeah. So there is a belief system. The issue I have though is like like feeling like I deserve that luck. Like I'm extraordinarily mm-hmm. lucky in everything. I have to say, I'm especially lucky to have you as my friend. My- <laughs> I'm lucky to have you as a friend. But I do feel like, oh, I don't deserve Michelle. She's so wonderful. How is she my friend? <laughs> You're crazy. You're so crazy. You are so crazy. You shouldn't say stuff like that, girl. You know, words of magic. Okay, so you know, you and I talked about this. I was talking to you about how energy works for everything is made up of energy. You know that you're a scientist. Okay. Mm -hmm. So everything is energy. And if I was to ask you in your body, your body is all energy. So your body is composed of what? Well, I mean, wherever there's mass, there's energy. What is our body composed of? Like what kind of energy? Well, we, I mean, we're composed of material and we, um, we generate energy through chemical reactions in our body. Um, There's, but every everything is composed of like atoms and yeah, and every yeah, there's every atom has a you know at least one electron, right? Hydrogen is the most um, abundant element in the universe. Every hydrogen atom has an electron associated with it that's whirling around the nucleus. So all of that together, and we have this body that's created of all these currents mm-hmm. that's charged. Absolutely, our whole body's made up of this. But if you were to break it down and you're looking at things in our body, what do you think the most powerful energy is in our body? I do not know. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just if you had a wild guess, what would it be? Like what's the most powerful? Well, I feel like the brain is the most powerful organ. Yeah. 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 So do you know what the second most powerful one is? Maybe our gut? Close. Very close. Very close. Sexual. Sexual organs. Okay. Because you're for for several reasons. Okay. So you can have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. So that's energy. You also can have a baby. Mm -hmm. So there's creation. Yeah. There's a lot of movement that goes around in that lower vicinity of that's happening in that area. So it's a very powerful energy source right there. So you've Mm -hmm. got two very powerful energy sources. So what can we do with with the lower chakra or the groin area, our sexual organs, we can do uh, different type of tantric exercises, which you can get into in another episode. Show, you know, teach how to, you know, use that as creating sexual magic. But in this particular one, I'd like to talk about the neurotransmitters because the neurotransmitters are the ones that actually have those. It's like, it's like an electrical current. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a thought. It just, it's like a current that it goes mm-hmm. very quickly. Every time I decide I'm going to raise my finger and I said it and you notice my finger just raised as I said it. Okay. My brain is our, is moving. That electrical current is moving so quickly. The action is in conjunction with the thought, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's a very fast moving, powerful energy. So if that's the case, if that is the most powerful energy that we have in our body and manifestation is based on energy, couldn't we use that? To manifest, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. If we focused in, hyper-focused in on a thought and we stayed on it for a certain period of time, what we're doing is 
we're only focusing on the positive aspect and the outcome and the gratefulness and all that kind of stuff, what we're doing is we're, we're sort of like bending time for a moment and, and utilizing that space without the negative reactions or thoughts. And if you hold that without the negative thoughts, then, then we're pushing out that positive thing for it to come back to us. So, I mean, that's, that's the main thing is to, to do that. But the second that we stop believing it is a negative thought. So now it's a negative energy that gets put out. Yep. And then we have another negative thought. And so it's another negative energy. So how does that positive energy come back to us if, if we're constantly throwing out that negative? Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like the science part of it mm-hmm. because, um, it makes more sense to understand that everything in the universe is based on positive and negative energy. If we can understand that, then if we can get in alignment with the energy that we're trying to create, then then we become sort of a magnet for those things to happen. Kind of like what you do was saying, I'm lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, well, I'm lucky that I think I'm lucky because, uh, <laughs> well, it's like a double one. So now you're yeah, like, exactly. Oh, no, I think I, I absolutely agree. Like the idea that like this belief that I've had my whole life, Oh, I'm just really lucky. I think it, it helps generate more luck, like, or more of what I, I hope. So I almost, I almost think that you've sort of like turned the belief of, I don't deserve this, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm lucky. Yeah. So it's almost like luck is sort of like clouded. Yeah. I turn the I don't deserve into a positive. Yeah. So it's like, it's because I'm lucky. So I'm getting it anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't deserve it, but I'm a really lucky person. So I'm so getting I get it. it. <laughs> so yeah. I would like to work on feeling, um, and I think maybe a lot of people would like to work on feeling like they are worthy because there is no one who is not worthy. So that yeah, that would be the question. Like, why would somebody not be worthy? I don't know. I, it's like, I feel like these feelings are so deep within some of us that we don't feel worthy of success or being able to like, oh, I don't deserve to manifest this because it's too big or too much. And that's just not true. Like if I were talking to anybody but myself, I would tell them, no, you deserve the universe. You deserve everything that's good. And I've told, I've told friends that who are feeling like, oh, I don't feel like I deserve this. Like, no, you deserve the universe. You deserve all that is wonderful and good because you, you're a wonderful creation. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's hard sometimes to break through feelings of not being worthy. And I don't know if that's like a separate topic, but I feel like this is something that I've been working on. Um, and, and I have gotten, I have to say, I have gotten better. I've been in definitely a place where I haven't felt worthy of anything. And I'm starting to feel like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I am. Maybe it's okay to be successful and maybe it's okay to be, you know, bright and wonderful. It makes everybody else bright and wonderful too. You know, it doesn't, one's own success doesn't take away anything from anybody else. And on the contrary, it makes everybody, it raises everybody up. I absolutely agree with that because how is it serving you to lower yourself to everyone else? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help you. 
So that's like some lessons that I've been getting um, through this practice that... um, Why don't you share that? Why don't you share what you were talking to me about? Like, you don't have to go into the details of how, you know, Mm -hmm. we can do that in another, uh, on another subject. The fact is, is you are communicating with a guide. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. one of the issues that, you know, I've talked about that I've struggled with is this feeling of being worthy of of anything that I have. Um, and I kind of got this message of all of us are like flowers and like in the, the image that was implanted in my mind was of like this sort of this meadow with all these beautiful flowers and this idea of like, well, if you're a, if you feel like you need to like sacrifice yourself for all these other flowers and like make yourself dead, that doesn't help anything you strengthen the meadow by growing and thriving and being beautiful. And there's nothing wrong with growing and thriving. It makes, it's makes everyone around you grow and thrive. Mm-hmm. And I've, I found that kind of a meaningful imagery um, to feel like, well, if I'm doing my best, it helps everybody else do their best. And it helps us all like, In the end, like if you just strip away like the material and, you know, what we're striving for in the end, we're all working towards our great work, whatever that is. And there's nothing wrong with being successful in that. It makes it easier for others to be successful. If you and I can find our great work and help others find their great work, like that's, that's what should happen. Right. We want to help other people find their great work and find what they're meant to be doing and find meaning and happiness in Mm -hmm. this life. Idea was has stuck with me. And this was pretty recently. This happened maybe uh, maybe a week and a half ago that I kind of got that vision of that meadow of flowers and the idea of growth and being okay with growth felt really meaningful for me to have that experience of seeing seeing that vision that that vision implanted in my mind's eye was extraordinarily helpful. I had a um, vision that was given to me about um, candles and lights. Like if I was to go around carrying a candle in the darkness, a wind could blow it out. Somebody else could blow it out, right? Mm-hmm. But if I was holding the light, like I was the light and I was the beam, how far could that light go out? How much could it spread? Like, how much can it light up? Mm-hmm. So, for instance, one light bulb in this room lights up the whole room. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you go into an auditorium and they have multiple lights, not just one because the room's bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Light up the whole room. So, if you think about it, if our only job was to hold the light, And each one of us did that. And we were holding up just our own light. We're expanding it out far enough for other people to be able to sit in it and be able to create their own light as well. Mm, I love that metaphor. It's beautiful. So that they can grow inside of it. It's almost like you said the flowers. It's like if I'm holding that light for all these other flowers to grow, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. I love it. 
and we, you know, we can, we can tend to our own garden, you know, we just hold our light for our own garden, which is the people around us in our life. Yep. Really the only main thing that we need to do, everybody like wants to have this big purpose, but if we could just handle ourselves and our family friends, and just hold the light for that space. For those around us, because then they'll be holding the light for others too, right? That is so true because I'll grow. I mean, basically like holding that light, it gives that seed an opportunity to grow so it can actually turn into something beautiful and it can hold a light. Mm Mm-hmm. For other people as well. What happens when flowers grow? You have a house and you <laughs> plant stuff, right? I remember years ago when when I bought my first house, it we planted these uh, flowers that you know, kind of they were purple and they grew up, mm-hmm. and I thought they were really cool. So I put them in the front yard, and at one point they started just expanding and growing everywhere. That I was just like, okay, I'm taking them all out. <laughs> too much, you know, and every time I take them out, they just kept on growing back and growing back and growing back. And so what happens is is when something gets strong enough, it's like, you just can't, you can't stop it. You can't stop it. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we could just do that and, and just be responsible for ourselves, you know, start working on, stop worrying about if we're not worthy and start working on just being in the space of creating this beautiful garden within ourselves and around us. Yeah. And, and that'll, that'll like spread out into other areas like weeds, you know, they just keep on yeah, absolutely. spreading and spreading and spreading, you know, and kind of like going back to the manifesting. I know that you have been like really experiencing some really cool things with manifesting. I mean, I've been manifesting for a long time, but I know that you've been able to do it quickly, very, you know, fast. I know that you manifested your house. Have you worked on manifesting anything else lately? I know we haven't really talked about that lately, but anything? um... Not so much lately. Um, I did try to manifest uh, some weather that I wanted, which worked out. (laughs) That's like really cool. Now that you're mastering the elements. Okay. That's right. I was thinking, you know, we've talked about how both of us are are working through the air element right now. So I thought I would try to experiment with air and uh, get some weather that I wanted. Um, so anything's possible. What kind of weather did you want? Well, believe it or not, I wanted um, cloudy skies. I wanted clouds and I got clouds. Cloudy meaning like, like in completely a- overcast. Like now, why did you want that? Well, let's just say there is um, something that I would have had to do if it were not cloudy. And I was hoping for um, some cloudy skies. Way to make things work for you. Yeah. (laughs) So like say, you know, could be total coincidence, but I did work on it. And I was really, um, I was like, oh, you know, sometimes, sometimes things work out when you are, when you're feeling lucky and, uh, <laughs> hey, someone start calling you Jesus, you know, <laughs> me, you know, when you can, when you can control the elements, holy cow, girl. Well, you know, I've gotten, you know, the one thing that I did work on that we've talked about because you, you, you helped me with this was manifesting the house. Um, that we bought. And then um, I worked on manifesting. I wanted our, we, we, we bought this place before we sold our old place, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's not the best situation to be in. And especially with the market being what it is, I was kind of, you know, worried about selling the old place and, you know, tried 
to use um, our, our magical practices to manifest a sale of mm-hmm. our old face and got it um, quickly uh, for more money than anticipated and uh, was just like, like I say, it's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so there are, I mean, and again, everything could be a coincidence. I'm not, you know, I have to acknowledge that. I have to acknowledge that. But at the same time, um, it it always surprises me how well things work out when you, you know, work on them, when you, mm-hmm. you know, focus on it and, like you're saying, with getting the energy in the right place for something to happen that you want to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starting, you know, I'm very skeptical. I'm probably not as skeptical as our old friend in the order who we've talked about, but yeah. um, I'm skeptical. And like I'll, a lot of times I think, oh, it's a coincidence, just a coincidence. But I'm sure building up a lot of coincidences in this practice. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you have enough, enough success, you start seeing it as reality. Yeah. Yeah. And when something just keeps on showing up, you see it as, okay, well, this is reality. Yeah, it just keeps working. Um, And like, if it's coincidence, okay, fine. Anybody who thinks it's a coincidence, that's that's absolutely fine. Um, But I'm, you know, I'm just going to keep doing this because it's like, it's working, right? And I don't know what else to say about it other than like what, we're doing is working mm-hmm. the practice we've been doing has been working for both of us um, so let me, let me ask you this okay um so what kind of mindset do you go into with it if you're still like got a little bit of a skepticalness you know well you-, you know what's interesting um is that first you have to do a divination mm-hmm. to see if it will work right mm-hmm. that, or if it's the right thing to do And I think for me, that's been really helpful because it kind of adds like a layer of like, okay, it really is something that's supposed to happen. Is this something that I should be working on? Is it like, what will, you know, if I don't do this working or if I do this working? And there have been things that have like told me like, oh, it's not the right time to do this working and I won't do them and I'll feel fine about it. But if I'm getting like a positive, like this is the thing you need to be doing for whatever reason that just adds to um, the confidence. Yeah. The confidence of like, okay, this is the right thing. And then I'll do the thing. And like, you put a date on it and let's just like, just get it done. It just feels more like, I don't know, turning the magical crank and getting Mm -hmm. something out of it. Um, It's almost like it's, it's supposed to happen. So it happens. So you are going in with it with the right mindset. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think like the practices um, that we've been taught have helped with that because it adds like a little bit of like, okay, I'm doing everything I need to be doing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing and supposed to be happening. So I'm going to turn that crank and I'm going to get. Well, I think I think there's something to be said about the process. Yeah. You go through. So you're clearing your own energies because we talked about in the, that in another podcast about, you know, the internal energy mm-hmm. and then you're cleansing the energy around you. So you've got internal energies that could cause negative thoughts mm-hmm. and the external energies around you mm-hmm. that influencing negative thoughts. It all gets kind of cleared out. And then you do your manifesting within that space, that clearing. 
And to reinforce it, you're doing the positive. Yes, it's going to be good. Do it. You know, then you go ahead and do it. So you're like, oh, I'm confident it's going to work. And then it works. So, so if you think about it, you've got all this positive energy going into it, positive affirmation. And, you know, so you've got a positive mindset, positive energy around it and positive, you know, just whole nine yards is a positive space. No wonder it works. You know? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's possible for anybody really to, I like, that's one thing I'd like to convey through this episode is that um, manifestation is possible. Like it's, it does, it does seem to work strangely enough. It works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've heard people that have said, oh, I manifested this, you know, but it was like 10 years later and, you know, or five years later. And I'm like, geez, man, I manifest things in days and weeks. Yeah. I think the thing is to put like that time on it. Like one thing I found since, you know, I never really did this stuff before um, studying in our, our order and putting it like a, a time date on it like really made a difference. It's like stuff, if you just like, okay, it's going to happen in the, in this time frame. And also one thing that you taught me when we were doing the house stuff was like to be specific mm-hmm. about what you want, like in everything. And right. Honestly, I was a little bit worried about that. I was like worried. Oh, am I being too specific? Am I being too fussy? Like with what I want? And um, apparently not. <laughs> like, <it> just... <laughs> well, I, I learned the hard way, not, by being specific, you know, yeah. because it, when I wasn't specific, I wouldn't get the right thing that would come. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. So I remember trying one of these rituals for the first time and I was using earth energy to do it. Mm-hmm. And earth energy is a little slower. So I didn't know. At the time, I didn't. Yeah, Earth energy can drag its feet a little bit. Yeah, it can drag its feet. And I was like, I remember like posting something on one of the forums, like, how long does this take? And they're like, usually about a month. And I'm like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I got to start way in advance, you know? (laughs) You know? So I said that I wanted some new clients and I wanted to pay in full. Mm -hmm. That's all I said. So I got some new clients. Mm-hmm. I bought four sessions and they paid all four in full. Mm-hmm. Great. That wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> what I wanted when I said paid in full, the meaning that I had or the interpretation or the perception or whatever you want to call it that I wanted was them to buy my full six months. When I was talking to Ema, she said, well, you got what you asked for. Yeah was granted and you got it so I was like okay next time be more specific be very specific and when I was very specific I mean I went down to female client with an average income I remember this yep residual income and blah blah yeah, blah. yeah you were you were in the weeds with, yeah. your, with your client and then, yep and you and got it and then it was like, it was like gangbusters. I didn't put a limit on how many people. Okay. 
like, I know how much I can handle. So I'll say two or, you know, or something like that. You know, it's like, I just say, yeah, I got too many clients right now. I just need mm-hmm. two right now, two extra ones. I got two slots available. No, I only had a couple of slots available for the new clients. I just wanted those two slots to be taken. I didn't say that. Yeah. So it was like, it was like <laughs> coming at me, coming at me, coming at me. And I was like, holy cow, when is this going to end? Yeah. And I remember posting going, does this have like a residual effect? Like I, my path, my 30 days are up and it's still common, you know, like, and then I remember talking to our Mel teacher and mm-hmm. telling him, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I said, not that I'm complaining, but I just don't know what I did that made this happen. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, what happens is within that time frame, it puts the message out to the person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it closes off the energy at that time frame that you give it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the message is still like implanted. So they may not react as fast as, you know, but it's still lingering around. Yeah. And maybe after the 30 days, they call you, maybe they were on vacation or something happened and, you know, and they call you later. I just found that specifics were so important. Because if you're not really specific, you get, you know, something else. And I've, even now I've become even more specific. Maybe I would like something a little easier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I remember uh, the last time I was like, I would like an easier client. Somebody that just gives me light when they, you know, makes me feel good. And I got the most wonderful client that just recently signed up. Oh, it is such a joy to work yeah. with him. And he's, he's Hindu. So he's talking to me about, you know, he saw these statues that I have and he goes, is that connect? And I go, yes. And he goes like, Oh my God, I knew I was going to love you. Okay. Oh. Goes, you know the story. And I go, yes, I do. And so I told him the story. He's like, you're right. Oh my God. I just love you. Yay. <laughs> so it's just been such a delight. Like we talked about some of the Hindu gods and, you know, he was like, oh yeah. Like, yeah, he was just um, sharing with me some of his personal experiences and, you know, those connections. And it's just been really nice. So like, I like those kind of clients, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah like, I think the lesson, lesson learned is that you have to be specific. You have to be it's what you're trying to get. <laughs> yes, that is the message. <laughs> be very, very specific. Um, I even had a client that I was working on some manifesting with her. Okay. So I did, you know, one of my personal, more in-depth rituals that I, and we were manifesting a guy, you know, to come into our life. Mm. So um, I ended up creating a love charm. You ever done that? No. So I created a love charm. Anyway, so I infused the energy into a stone and I told her to keep it on her at all times. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we created this love charm and I told her to keep it on her at all times. So you had to always have it on her. Mm-hmm. And she immediately met somebody. And mm-hmm. it was really cool because when we were writing it out, we were very specific. And then I had to read it and everything, you know, and I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. She said to me, is this too much? Am I being too specific? Am I being too picky? Am I being too all these things? And I said, no, you are this person, right? You're just naming off all the qualities you have. These are amazing qualities you have. You just want somebody who's in alignment with that. So if you have all these qualities, don't you think somebody else might have those qualities? 
Yeah. Why can't you just attract them to you? They exist. Mm -hmm. And she was like, good point. And I said, you don't have to sacrifice. You can ask for what you want. And she ended up getting them. And she was like, Michelle, that worked. I believe it. I know, happened. I know that's what we manifested that. And oh, what yeah. a good story. I, I love know. it. I love it. It was really great. It was a lot of fun too. Doing those kind of things for people, mm -hmm. especially when they don't feel as empowered and you're doing it for them. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, it's like yeah. my light on somebody. Yeah, what a gift. That's wonderful. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And I know you did the same thing for somebody getting a job. Yeah, yeah. A friend of mine was looking for a job after graduate school. And like they told me like, it's got to be full time. It's got to be salaried. This is what I want. And it's like, all right, I got their permission to try to work some magic. And they got the job within like, and I made the time, like the, the freaky part about the way this magical practice works is like, you give it a time period mm -hmm. and like, it always is like, to me, like so astounding when it happens in that time period, it's like, Whoa, that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So one of the things that, um, told me was using different elements, like maybe using fire because it's a lot faster. Have you ever tried yeah. that? I have not yet. You know, it's funny, the only elements I've really worked with for manifesting have been earth, air and water, like, mm -hmm. which is, you know, I haven't, I haven't ventured into fire yet. Um, so success. Yeah, yeah. It's also really good about neutralizing negative energy as well. Like it clarifies and cleanses and, and, you know, it's good for bad things out, you know. Like if there's anything that is, you know, like removing conflict or anything like that. So like if there's anything that's that's happening in that space, like say you're having a, a conflict with your boss that's keeping you from getting a promotion, a fire energy would be perfect. Yeah, I feel like I definitely have more um, experimentation to do with, mm. with the elements. Um but you don't have to use the elements to manifest. So let's just make this. No, clear. yeah, that's true. You do not need to like, yeah. I've manifested with just like, you're talking about um, writing. I've manifested with writing before. Mm -hmm. And um, even before this, um, before I joined this esoteric group, um, I tried um, manifesting the job I wanted with writing and it worked. So I do think that if you have the intention and the belief that it will come to pass. You believe you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. If you believe you're lucky, like I am. <laughs> so yeah. Even if you're feeling skeptical and you don't believe in magic, you can just say, well, I'm lucky. Yeah. So um, I'll tell you something interesting. I threw some energy, some manifesting energy onto my husband. Ooh. So, so um, Thursday night. Um, was uh, Thursday was um, Thanksgiving yeah and we were driving home and there were already like tornado warnings so I wanted to leave a little bit early so that you know because it was starting to hit you know seven eight o'clock was supposed to be like the time frame and I wanted to leave around 5 30 so we kind of be away from the storm and um, anyway so we left and it's already starting to get dark because of the weather you know and mm -hmm. It's getting dark and, you know, most of the time when you turn onto a street, the street is just a street. It's a street with little lines down the middle, you know, right. 
left lane, right lane. Well, this particular street had a medium, which is like a, a raised mm-hmm. um, cement, like sure. triangle like yeah. thing there that kind of like splits the lanes mm-hmm. off, like kind of curves it. And it was dark and the street lights were not, they were kind of dimmy and it was hard to see. The weather was bad. And Shane made the turn and he, and his tire hit the medium. Mm. Mm. Bam, flat tire. Oh, goodness. There was a gas station right there. So we just drove right into the gas station, pulled in. And when we did, he was like, I go, what are we going to do? And he said, we're going to call AAA. So we called AAA and they're closed and, you know, hey, call this number if you want to get towed. And he's like, I don't want to do that. I just want to get a tire. So he was able to find a tire company that worked 24-7 and they would come out and bring you a tire. So we had to wait like almost an hour for the guy to come out and bring us the tire. So the guy came out. He says he took credit cards. So when he gets here, he says all he can take is cash. So I had to go in, get some cash. And which was fine, you know, mm-hmm. I got some cash and brought it back and he didn't give us a receipt because there was no <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, we start driving down the road and he takes the, the rim that was on Shane's car and puts it in the back of his trunk and says, just come by my shop tomorrow and you can, I'll put the rim on the tire because they have to do that in the shop. Mm-hmm. So he gets him the card and we start driving home and we start hearing this really weird noise, like really loud noise. And Shane's going, something's wrong with the tire. So thank God we were only like five minutes from the house. Mm-hmm. So we get pull out and he looks at the tire and he goes, oh my God, the tire's too big for the car. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that's what the noise was because it was rubbing up against the yeah. edge. And, and he's like, thank God we were only like five minutes away. So he tries to call the guy back. He doesn't answer. He doesn't answer. He doesn't answer. Shane starts getting all scared. Mm-hmm. Cash, didn't get a receipt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like standing. Oh, yeah. Can't sleep. He finally called psycho calls the guy. The guy calls him back and says, I'll show up tomorrow morning with a new tire and your, and your wheel. And so Shane says, okay, so he got some sleep. He wakes up the next morning. Here it is, 9 o'clock. The guy hadn't called. He hadn't called. 10 o'clock, he hadn't called. 10.30, he hadn't called. And I said, Shane, do you do you have the address of the place? He says, yes. So I, I took the card, and I went on to Google Maps so I could actually see the address mm-hmm. and the location. And it was actually the name of the business. I mean, you could see the business. I said, mm-hmm. Shane, like, it's a picture right here on Google Maps. This is a legit business. Mm-hmm. So he calmed down a little bit and I said, I think you just need to go over there. I think you just need to go over there. Mm-hmm. And I said, do you want me to drive you? He's like, well, it's not too far. I'll just go. So he goes over there. The owner says he was very upset with that guy because apparently he did that. And lots of people were calling saying the same thing that he, they just, he just took off. There was uh, the rims in the back of the car and they took mm-hmm. off the rims. They were pretty upset about it because the rooms are expensive to replace, right? Yeah. So he, um, so anyways, he said, let me just, he goes, just please be patient with me. Let me try to find, get a hold of this guy. Yeah. He had been up all night servicing all these cars on Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) 
and he's sleeping in because mm-hmm. of that. And he just threw him in the back of his trunk. And then that made Shane even more nervous because he's like, well, what if somebody tries to steal it out of the back of his truck? Yeah. So he's telling me what's going on. And I'm like, I just start working on it. I start yeah. doing some my own little magic right then and there. He ends up calling me back and he's like, you would never believe it all worked out. Here's what happened. And he's like, I gave me this for free and did this and gave me a brand new tire instead of a used one. And he, um, he realigned my tires and he, you know, gave me a coupon and da, da, da. I mean, he like went overboard trying to help him doing all these extra things. And she oh. got out of there like super happy it, because I moved the energy. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we can do that for other people. We can protect the right kind of energy towards them and kind of like just move it out of the way, you know. And that's that's the thing, you know, what is magic anyway? Magic isn't, you know, spilling baby's blood and drinking it. I mean, it can be, but that's not what we're talking about. That's not our magic, though. (laughs) We're not not Satan worshippers or any of that kind of stuff. And. And it's none of that. What it is, what magic is, is the ability to use universal energy that already exists and learn to use the energy within our consciousness to be able to move and shift and bring it in our direction or just bend it in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, how do you think you made the clouds happen? Well, the clouds were somewhere. And so what you did was you used that energy to move the clouds in the direction of you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's it's literally about like focusing in on a specific energy and moving it in your direction. Yeah. You don't have the focus and the concentration to be able to do that. So that kind of goes back to our last conversation about consciousness, because if we're not conscious, then how can we be conscious creators? Nothing is possible without that first step that first being aware step. yeah of being outside of the the rhythm outside mm-hmm. of the subconscious programming and the rinse and repeat and the negative thoughts and the you know just this inside of your subconscious and you're not mm-hmm. consciously creating your thoughts yep you're just thinking them and not controlling them. It's like there's no control over what's going on in your head. Mm-hmm. You don't have control over what's going on in your head. You can't manifest. Yep. It's, you know, and that's, yeah. that's the beauty of it all, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it does, it does take practice. It does take practice. It does take practice. But the beautiful thing is that you've been practicing and you have gotten a lot of control over yourself. And I think that's why a lot of your depression has gone away, you know? Yeah, I think so, too. I absolutely think so. I think it all comes down to being kind of aware, conscious, and able to, I don't know, take control of your own emotions. And and then that translates to being able to control a bit of your external world as well to manifest. Yeah. So... Is there anything else that you would like to add, my dear? Ooh, I think we covered a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Lots mm-hmm. of good stuff. Yeah, we did. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode on manifesting, and we will see you in the next episode. 
Hi, this is Michelle, and I want to take this opportunity to thank you for engaging in this podcast and taking this journey with us where we are raising your consciousness. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and on Facebook so that you can actually engage with us, ask us questions, offer some suggestions or anything that you would be willing to, you know, throw out there for us. We want to engage with our public. We look forward to hearing back from you and starting this journey. See you next time.